You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Appreciate you joining me. It's Wednesday. We are halfway through the week, and let's discuss a topic that has been dominating the conversation for a while, which is expansion. The good news is I think we might get uh, a resolution on this sooner rather than later. Now, these things are always fluid, but the Big Ten ACC and Pac-12 officially announced their alliance on Tuesday. And honestly, it was a whole lot of nothing in my mind. Um, Basically, they're just going to play each other in non-conference games in football, men's, women's basketball. But that's not going to start until, according to their press release and according to their statements, uh, it's contractually um, available. So we all know in college football, I mean, games are scheduled years in advance. Uh, Basketball, not so much. I think they could probably get some good basketball matchups going almost immediately. But for football's um, situation, I I don't really know when this is going to start. I think you're probably looking a couple of years down the line, at least when you'll see consistently Pac-12 teams taking on Big Ten and ACT teams in the uh, regular season and non-conference play year in and year out. Also, a funny thing that came from that is there is no um, formal agreement. Like, there's no signed formal agreement. This is all handshake deals. And uh, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, said, that they don't need, you know, a, a formal agreement. This is all about looking each other in the eye and trusting one another, which, uh, okay, good luck with that. Um, I, I, in my mind, that just means these conferences are going to honor this as long as it's beneficial to them. But I, I think the main thing that's coming from this alliance is the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC – they want to present a united front against the SEC when it comes to um, the decisions that are going to be made across college football in the coming years, whether that's playoff expansion, whether that's what happens with name, image, and likeness. And and some of those things I I honestly don't think they'll have a lot of control over. I mean, you can have a united front on some of these issues, but a lot of that stuff is is controlled by – what does the market demand? What is what do the TV partners in college football want to do? And obviously, the TV partners in college football are very much in bed with the SEC. As far as it relates to TCU, though, I came away, and I mean, we're reading in between the lines. I came away a little pessimistic after yesterday, simply because, one... Uh, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, said in a quote that they want the Big 12 to be healthy. They want the Big 12 to do well. Of course, the question that comes with that is, if you want them to do healthy and want them to do so well, why are they not sitting at the table with you? Why is Bob Bowlesby not there also discussing the possibility of some out-of-conference scheduling options and being a united front against the SEC? Apparently, you don't want them to do that well if they're not there at the negotiating table. And George Klifkoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, told The Athletic that the Pac-12 is going to make a decision on expansion by the end of the week. 
I think it's fair to say they'll make a decision on expansion for now by the end of the week. Because, again, these things can change. But we're going to know pretty quickly. And Jeremy Clark reported that TCU was one of the teams that at least had early discussions with the Pac-12. And it seems like uh, the powers that be there on the West Coast are going to decide... Do we even want to try to pursue this? Do we even want to try to take somebody in? And then if we do, okay, who are the schools that we think would fit well? He also had a quote where he discussed, along with Jim Phillips, the importance of stability in the Big 12 Conference, that they're obviously going through a tumultuous situation. And I'm starting to wonder if the commissioners elsewhere across the country are kind of looking at this situation and saying, well, we don't really want to raid the rest. Like, we don't want to just completely destabilize that conference. Maybe we should just leave it alone and let them decide what they want to do. Which, I guess depending on how you want to look at it, ultimately would probably be bad for TCU. Now, I don't have any inside sources... I don't know that for a fact. Maybe by Friday we'll find out, hey, yeah, pac is ready to expand and one of the teams really interested in is in Fort Worth. That'd be great. It, it just it feels to me that the Pac-12 and the ACC and the Big Ten, they feel the need to do something because things are changing so fast. But maybe something is whatever this little makeshift alliance is. And they're not going to do much besides that. Now, I mean, with that being said, people around the Kansas program that follow that closely and report on the Jayhawks, they seem to think that KU's headed to the Big Ten. I saw Dave Wonstadt, <laughs> former pit coach, Dolphins coach, who now works for Fox. He dropped on the radio in Kansas City on Tuesday that he was at the uh, Fox TV meetings, Fox College Football TV meetings, and he heard, oh yeah, West Virginia's going to the ACC, Kansas is going to the Big Ten, and K-State and Oklahoma State going to the Pac-12. I don't put a lot of stock in what Dave Wonstadt says. I I think he probably talked with somebody who thought that was the case. I don't know how plugged in they are. But that was his take on it. So it's just rumors that's, you know, something new every day. But that's where we're at. I think the big thing is the Pac-12 is going to make a decision on expansion by the end of this week, and that might determine where TCU stands, at least as of right now. When we come back... Uh, we'll change gears a little bit. I want you to hear some of TCU basketball. They've been doing this documentary series called The Reboot. So we'll tune into some of that. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Horn Frogs. Let's talk some TCU basketball, which you might not be expecting that here as we uh, get closer to football season. But I think they've been doing an interesting thing on their social media, uh, the TCU Basketball Twitter account. It's called The Reboot. It's basically 
a series of short films, short kind of documentary um, videos about this team and the offseason. So here is the reboot episode two, and it really focuses on Mike Miles and the job he did with USA Basketball this summer. USA Basketball in there with Mike and, and myself uh, traveling over and representing the, uh, the, the USA uh, over there and winning a gold medal. To keep it alive and look at them celebrate their World Cup winners tonight. He was the guy. He was our point and uh, he played well. He earned it and uh, I was really proud of how he played in the semis and in the finals because he was you know, probably the best uh, player on the floor uh, for those two games. And that was certainly great to see for TCU. Uh, it's an honor. I was excited. Uh, like I said, it's always something I wanted to do. So I wasn't shocked because I knew I worked for this. I worked hard for this to be in this position. So I wasn't shocked, but I was more excited to get here and just, you know, be able to make the team. We beat France in the, in the championship. Uh, Canada in the semifinals. It really was great for Mike. He was uh, tremendous, especially in the semis and the finals, and uh, just got better as the event went on. So it was great to have a TCU player representing USA basketball and winning a gold medal. day I knew everybody, you know, everybody's funny, you know, we make each other laugh, so it's been fun for sure, and on the court it's just, it's simple, you know, I've just been playing basketball, playing my game, you know, not trying to force anything or do too much, and just listening to all the coaches, so it's been an honor. I think USA helped him for this year, like, he's been playing amazing, and then, like, his, now his name way more out there, like, last year was out there, but now people, like, really know who he is, like, and then he a good teammate and a good roommate. Oh uh, yeah, everybody knows Mike, he's a special guy, you know, great player. Uh, his shot making ability, uh, his IQ. The gold medalist, he's big time. Mike can really score. A tough shot maker, a person who competes, and a person who doesn't like to lose. Well, Mike Mike committed to TCU, like we all knew. Uh, he was an incredibly talented player, uh, but no one thought that he would do what he did this past season. side of him come out as far as a leader. I mean, he's a young freshman. That's why he was able to play in the USA basketball. That's why he fit in the under 19. So, um, but this, this, this summer was good for him uh, as a leader, as an example, um, as a competitor. And I think he's going to uh, grow a lot because of, uh, um, you know, the success he had, uh, the players he was playing against. And I think, uh, you know, another month working, uh, working side by side. Uh, the both of us. I think that was very valuable for us going forward. And I think it's something that we really uh, took advantage of. And it was really a great opportunity, and I thought he handled it tremendously. There you go. Of course, Mike Miles, he did win that gold medal at the uh, FIBA World Championships under-19 team. And he was impressive. I mean, Jamie's right. Like, he was the best player on the court in those 
uh, final couple of games. He was their starting point guard the whole way through, which is a good sign. I'm sure he really did get to work on his game. I don't know about they, – they turned over this whole roster, and I really don't know about a lot of these players. I know Micah Peavy was a, you know, big-time high school player out of Duncanville. Um, I know Maxwell Evans and Shadow Wells are guys that can fill it up, but I do know this. I, I know that uh, Mike Miles is a player, and – I understand why they would want to surround him with a lot of talent because he's a guy that can get it done, and he got it done as a freshman. Uh, one note that I saw today, Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, he reported that Texas A&M transfer Cassius McNeely will not be joining the team. Uh, so TCU does still have a scholarship available. And Jeff Craig, who works at KTCU, asked, is Jamie McNeely staying on staff? Because Jamie was Cassius's dad, or is Cassius's dad. Uh, and that was, you know, that made sense as to why he would come over. So Jamie McNeely, according to Drew Davidson, is going to stay uh, on staff as a TCU basketball assistant coach. But his son Cassius is not coming over to play. Emmanuel Miller is coming over from Texas A&M, and he'll be a part of this team. Uh, but, yeah, a whole new roster. I mean, they, they turned this thing upside down. I've I've had my doubts about this coaching staff, but this is, really is – a completely different group. And I think everyone could agree a more talented group, at least on paper. Now, how it comes together once the season starts, that remains to be seen. The Big 12 is an absolute bear of a conference when it comes to basketball. I mean, it is deep, top to bottom. Uh, and I, I think you can have a really good team, a tournament-level team, and finish sixth or seventh in the league potentially. Um, but they definitely have more firepower than they had last year. I think they have more shot makers than they had last year, and that is a, a big help to Mike Miles and the rest of that offense uh, once they get going um, later in the fall. So if you want to check that out, at CCU Basketball on Twitter, they've been putting out these videos uh, weekly, just sort of a behind-the-scenes look. This is a whole new, different uh, team. So if you want to kind of get to know these guys a little bit better, that's a good way to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, only a couple more days left this week. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.